Welcome to Mutual Victory. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. That was anticlimactic. It was. Wow. This is I told you you should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I had an um, intro in my head, but I blew it. You did? Yeah. Oh. That's all right. Did well, you need then. to have written it down? Probably. I have other things written down. Should have wrote it down. That's okay. When in doubt. When in doubt, write it down. Taking notes is my love language. It is. I should have showed you I loved you by writing down exactly what I was going to say. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> what are we talking about today? We're talking about hitting the road. Hitting the road. This is the travel cast. This is the travel cast. The travel pod. Yeah. Um, we're going to travel next week. Yeah. We're hitting. We're going somewhere mm-hmm. next week. Yep. Which was the like inspiration for this topic? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a good place to start. I think. Do is... we want to say where we're going, or just talk about it when we come back? We can say where we're going. We're going. It's not a secret. No, I know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to the Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars World and Disney. Which, yeah. Which now that it's like in a couple days, mm-hmm. you're getting excited. Yep. Yeah. My event horizon is very short. It's very short. I can't if something is a week away, I can't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> just there's too much. And in fact, you can't plan it or talk about it's it. It's too much. Yeah, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. There's too much other shit that's got to go on and happens. You know, sometimes you're just living in the wow of the now. Sometimes it's I'm in the moment, which mm-hmm. I both love and hate. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but now that it's like in a couple days, I'm pretty psyched. I'm psyched to be where it's warm. I'm mm-hmm. psyched to be where it's Star Wars. What else do you need? And Disney. I'm, you know, I, I'm realizing I'm, I might nerd out. I like Disney stuff. I'm not gonna okay. lie or be shy about it. You know, All right, I can, I can get in it when I'm there. I think I'm gonna be able to yeah. get in it while I'm there. You know, I'm. I love fantasy. Yeah, I love. You know, I think. I uh, a little bit struggle with some certain Disney things. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's that. it's such a short trip that, like, it's not like I'm spending a little bit of PTSD from, like, five days of Disney with small children oh, under like the age of eight. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh, well, it's funny because, like, I first experienced Disney World when I was... 21 like as a college graduation present me and a couple people <laughs> that wow. was like i think it was the first time i went and then i went like two years later with my sister and i went with like the hopkins crew like mm-hmm. the week between christmas and new year's we went like they had planned this trip out and they were just like do you guys want to come and we're like what year was this 2003 yeah. i think december of 2003 and yeah, it was like my sister and I and the Hopkins crew. So we were like fucking in it. We were just so in. It was so much fun. It was great. And and you know that I love this because I was also at Disney at that time. Right. The and, same like time yeah, of year? Yep. That's really funny. Yep. Yeah. We were both in there at the same time. Doing with, probably very different things. Uh, a lot of the same thing, but probably very different set of responsibilities. <laughs> I had none, mm. and you had many. Facts. Three children <laughs> under the age of five. Yeah, that was when 
we also did the Marvel Islands of Adventure. And that's when we first did the Spider-Man ride. Okay. Do you remember? I this? never did that. <gasps> that was probably the best ride in my life that I've ever had. I've ever, ever, ever experienced. Wow. Like the Spider-Man ride. It was like very, like you had the 3D glasses, very interactive and like very much like not just like a, you're in a cart that's on a roller coaster. Like, you know, of course you have the web slinging stuff. So you're like flung all around the place. It was it was dope. It so was fun. Yeah. And what I remember about that is just sitting next to my sister and or Kevin and just like having the best fucking time ever. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. So, yeah. I don't think we're doing that. We're not doing the universal Marvel no. stuff. We're just doing the straight up Disney because we're doing the Star. This is a Star this Wars trip. This is really a Star Wars trip. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we're going to do Magic Kingdom because how do you not do Magic Kingdom? Right. <clears throat> and. I, and yeah. And I think. We're getting lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Making lightsabers. Yeah. And I think if and when the act, my lightsaber hits my hand, please don't think less of me if I get emotional. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to be camera ready. <laughs> camera at the ready. That's fine. That's fine. Camera at the ready. Let's it's going it. to be a moment. It's going to be a very moment. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we're traveling next week. and um, And you have just traveled. Like three weeks ago. Also true. Yes. Just traveled. Yeah. This was an international travel. Yep. Totally different bag for sure to travel internationally. Although we were talking about kind of focusing today on like the relationship Mm. dynamic around travel. Right. Um, Because pretty early on, you know, you had said to me like one of the things that everybody needs to do like before they are in a committed relationship basically Mm. is travel together. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I never really thought about that as being like one of the top, you know, boxes to check off before you're like, I will do this forever Uh, with so-and-so. See, I always thought that like you should be with someone for a year before committing long-term. And that was only because like in that year's time you can experience all the things like you can travel with the person you can see that person get sick you know what i mean like you can experience holidays with that person it's like in that arbitrary time of a year you can possibly run the gamut of any and all experiences and then decide if this is something you want to be in for long term Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i I always think travel expedites that because it's like you you know that's that's stressful situations that travel can present you know shows you who you really are you know it's like can you deal with this person in the stress of travel in the joy of travel in all the situations that it can present Mm -hmm. so i think yeah definitely traveling is imperative i love that i agree and and we didn't do major travel in early on in our relationship but we would do like weekend trips and adventures that um you know included i don't think we flew anywhere until we were engaged i think that's true yeah i think we flew to iowa (laughs) to visit my my sister yeah we had just but that was at that point yeah we were already engaged so yeah yeah Yeah, but we did some like you know we did some good road trips we logged some (laughs) considerable hours in the car together 
we had, um, you know, we just had opportunities to at least go through the, the experience of like planning, packing, reservations, um, what it's like to be not in your comfort space with all of your things and the foods that you're used to eating and, you know, kind of like winging it or being on the fly or getting to problem solve because we got slightly lost or missed <laughs> an exit Yes, you said something about planning travel, mm-hmm. and I think that goes a long way too. You know, it, it it's the question of how do you travel? How you do you I mean? travel? Do you? And this is like one of the things you learn about someone. It's like there's different like your travel travel styles. Mm-hmm. I think we think of the term you coined: plan or don't plan. Plan you or don't I mean? plan. Like, do you plan? Do you set an itinerary for? Every day. Every day, the whole trip, or mm-hmm. do you just fly by the seat of your pants? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What's your travel style? I think it's probably not surprising to anyone that my travel style is to not have a plan. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's my preference. No plan? Yes. No plan? No plan, whenever possible. And you know, as time has gone on, well, and particularly with bigger trips. And now, of course, with COVID, there's less and less opportunities to just kind of like wing it. Um, For example, like the traveling that we did last summer when we went like kind of into Iowa and like the loop and... Oh, um, so we did uh, the camping trip we did from here here New to York, iowa to, well we like did we the, stopped in stopped in indiana we did yeah that's I don't where the where KLA we was yeah <laughs> we stepped in the cabin oh right for some reason i thought that was ohio no it was definitely it was indiana okay it was like the halfway point so it was like eight or nine hours we did yeah the indiana iowa then the way back we went south on the way home we went to louisville, louisville. Mm-hmm. we did louisville then we camped in Virginia? Virginia, and then we came home. Yeah. Right. Did we stop in Gettysburg? Yes. Yes, we did. We did? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, years ago, that would have been, we're just going to pull over off the road at any given campground and stay there. Mm. And, you know, occupancy things had shifted, uh, doing less, like, or whatever it's called now, um, contactless check-ins places and things like that. Like there was way more, all right, we're going to stop at this campground on the way there and then we're going to get to your parents' house and then we're going to stay at this Airbnb. So we did much more reservations and planning. To be honest is that's what I like. I don't know. Maybe it just because of my age, like at 42. Right. I'm way less likely to be like, hey, let's drive until I get tired and then find a camp and then we stay there. I'm like, oh my God, no fucking way. I want to know what my destination is. I need to get to Indianola <laughs> by mm-hmm. tonight and that's where I'm going to stay. And then after, you know, anything that happens in between here and there right. is great. Well, and also we ran into some unfortunate situations the summer before when we went on a camping loop up in the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, this is a different camping trip. We did. This is 2020. Right. But we did Iowa. It was a drive out to Iowa. And then we went north. And then we went. Through the Great Lakes. Right. On the way back, we did uh, 
like Michigan. Yeah, we hit the Great Lakes. Hit I think the Great we Lakes hit on the way almost back. all of them, mm-hmm. right? But we went through with like Wisconsin and Michigan. Like mm-hmm. we went north that way. And some places in the Upper Peninsula were like full because it was like like crazy COVID time, and like people were camping because it seemed like the safest way to be able to travel and vacation in that summer. Things weren't totally closed. Things were starting to open. Right. Camping was definitely a way to be able to do things, but not have to be around a ton of people Mm -hmm. uh, or worry about being around a lot of people. Right. So my preference was like, oh, we'll just like happen upon a campground and stay in it. And we had stopped at a couple of campgrounds in the Upper Peninsula, and they were completely booked out. There were no sites open. Um, Which is now why we have a USA Atlas in our car. <laughs> because because like, also, there's like no cell service in right. the Upper Peninsula. No, seriously. At Which, least for us. And yeah. so... Uh, we were like just flying blind completely no idea where we are well, like the, back roads the moment that i was like shit we need a map is when we went to a place to try to stay they said they were full but they said here's other places that we think will have available spots open here's a map and it was like it a was piece like a- of paper that had like six <laughs> lines on it i'm like this is not a fucking map it this was like bad. a like, third grade project piece um, from a book report written on cardboard, basically. I, like, I need more than this. Yeah. So I was like, we're going to stop in the nearest store. I think it was even, we stopped at a Barnes & Noble before we got home. I was like, I need the latest Rand McNally USA Atlas. Officially. Yeah, that mm-hmm. we have. And we still have it. I mean, it's 2022 now. This is a 2020 version. That's fine. But as long as we have something like that. Well, yeah. we also used it when we were looking for like alternative routes driving last summer. Like it was definitely fun to break out of the GPS kind of beaten path. It was fun because we still had the GPS. Right. Let's yeah. be honest. If like we lost <laughs> GPS and we're like, we need to navigate based solely on these maps, we might have been, I mean, I probably would have been a little bit more like, oh God. I would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm sure. But there would have been that little hint of like, shit, this really matters. This Not like really, we, we got to pay attention yeah. to our navigation. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the UP trip, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like we did. One of the best campgrounds yeah. ever. Well, the first night of that trip was at the most desolate fucking place. Oh, is that the equestrian yes. campground? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, there was no one else at any site. So I'm like... <laughs> This is Camp Crystal Lake. This is. This is gonna, we could get murdered. Yeah, this is. Nobody this is else not, is here. This is. I would love to see. I mean, like, granted, I'm camping because I don't want to be around a ton mm-hmm. of people. However, I would like to see some some people. Yeah, yeah. The second night was that when we were on like on the on shore, the water on the water. Yeah, and there was like seven spots, and they were all full, but they were really spaced out. Yep, that was the most. That was the most beautiful spot. Well, and I think that that, like those camping spots also, because what happens when you don't have a plan? So this is like the not great part of not having a plan is typically you just see what is advertised. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you don't have time 
to like really investigate, you're going to go to the places where there's big signs, there's very clear directions. Right. And so where would we end up at a KOA? Which KOAs right. are great. Like they're yeah. clean. You know, the bathrooms are going to be clean. Mm-hmm. You can shower there without being like completely skeeved yeah. by what is in that shower. Um, and they are jam packed with people. Yeah. There is no space between campsites. Yeah. A lot tighter. And you can hear people in their tents farting that are like, you know, five yards away from you in the middle of the night. It's like there's, you know, everything that's going on. But you know, like any port in a storm, if you're looking for an (laughs) oasis, it's like, sweet, Mm -hmm. we found it. Um, Right. So the places that we found were even like that one place we just mentioned where we were on the water, there were only seven spots. Mm -hmm. And I think we had just, we just drove... We heard about it. Like someone told us like, hey, follow this road. Follow the road. This is where it is. And if there was any available and there was like at least one, maybe two available. And then like we put some cash in this random drop box. Yep. Filled out a little form and we parked our car and set up camp. And like, I remember some people drove past where these campsites were after we were there and like had to move somewhere else Mm -hmm. because they were all full. So Mm -hmm. like. We lucked out. <laughs> we did. We did. And they, they were beautiful campsites. And they were state parks, uh, Michigan state parks, yeah, yeah. Uh, which were really beautiful. And then we spent a night uh, in by Lake Erie. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was like the last night. And then we drove all the way home. And then we drove home. That was that trip too. So we ago. didn't actually go up to Lake Ontario, no, but that's because yeah, we missed like we, we live near Lake Ontario. Yeah, so that we hit four out of the five. Yeah. Right. Unnecessary. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense to make travel plans and to do all of that pre-planning. However, speaking of event horizons, my event horizon isn't all that more, much more extended than yours is. It's it's at least two weeks further than mine. Maybe. It's definitely. Depending on where we're going. Okay. And so I don't want to think about... <laughs> This trip that seems really far away, but in travel time frame, it's not far away because you have to make reservations. You have to, you know, like going to Disney is not like, oh, you know what would be fun this weekend? Going to Disney because you have to have a park pass. You have to have a reservation. You have to be staying on site, like particularly with COVID stuff. That and what we wanted to do. Right. Like that requires extensive Extensive planning. And I don't love that part at all. I actually kind of hate it. And every time I say to myself, where did travel agents go? Because right? I don't want to do this. Yeah. There was like a sweet spot where like, you know, at some point trying to figure out travel on your own seemed doable and making reservations, especially online. Like you were able to do all this mm-hmm. stuff, but I feel like almost now, Especially with trying to book a flight. I feel like lately, in the past three or four years, booking a flight has been bullshit. (laughs) Like, we have had layovers that have been like 12 hours. 14 hours. 14 hours. Which is not a layover. Not a layover. fuck you, is all I have to say (laughs) to anyone that's listening from a fucking airline. I'm sorry. This is triggering. Wow. We're going to have to put explicit on this particular episode. All of them. I think there's like three F-bombs already. Well, these aren't clean. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Good to know. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, I went to Italy myself in 2011. 
Okay. I was teaching. I was showing a video about Roman architecture. And I was like, why haven't I been there to see this stuff? And then like five seconds later, I had the thought, why don't I just go see this stuff? And it must have been like November or December. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just plan a trip and go in February because we had a February break. And I did. I was just like, got a $500 flight from Newark mm-hmm. to Rome um, and went to Rome and Florence for a week. And it was able to like have a flight and it was no ridiculous 13-hour layover. Yep. It was like Newark to London to Rome or something. And then like Rome to London to home. It was not Well, like, and absurd. it does depend on where we're flying into too. You know, like... Flying into Rome out of basically New York City is way less complicated than flying from a regional airport to an international airport to another regional airport airport. in another country. So that does have an impact on it. My parents were in New Jersey an hour from Newark. So it was so easy to... So much easier. Um, So, okay. So plan or no plan? So I don't love, I don't love the process of planning and making, you know, all, all of the choices and decisions and then like executing it. I would so much rather actually just kind of see what unfolds and go with it. Where could we go that would require no planning or where would you want to go that just like, you know what? No plan. We're going to arrive. We have a place to stay. And then what happens between between then and when we leave is just up in the air. I'm not sure because like other like sometimes when you get someplace and you're like, okay, now I'm here and I don't actually know what to do here, then you're spending time that you're on vacation mm. figuring out what you're gonna do. Yeah. And I hate that too. Mm. So what I really actually love is going to a place like the beach mm. where you arrive in your house or you know, Airbnb or whatever you're, wherever you're staying and everything is kind of just like within walking distance and you get to kind of figure things out. I think of sometimes that day that we were on our honeymoon in Rome and we were like, we're going to go to the Vatican yeah, to see the Pope. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's, clear this up because we didn't like have an audience with the pope i don't think anybody <laughs> thought that based on what i just said yeah, you're probably right. we're gonna see the pope in his little cute the window pope, the pope gives his weekly i think address yes from the balcony in his apartment or yes the papal apartments yeah so we're gonna go do that yeah. in the morning which was awesome and we're not gonna do like we're not gonna plan anything else i think we mm. actually said after we see the pope we're gonna come back to the airbnb and figure out what we're gonna do next Oh, okay. And one thing led to the other thing led to the other thing throughout that day in Rome. And we did not go back to no, the house until like 10 o'clock at night. It was awesome. First of all, I had been to Vatican City before, but I'd never like been in inn there that had like I've seen the Pope give an address or like address the people, which was just the fucking coolest thing. Oh my God. I couldn't like, stop crying. <laughs> and I'm not even Catholic. So I'm like, what is happening <laughs> right I, now? And I was just like, yeah. So like, the the St. Peter's Square mm-hmm. is full of people, right? Packed. Packed. And this was just a Sunday in April. Yeah. It wasn't... Uh, was it around Easter? I mean, it couldn't have been around Easter. It couldn't have been Palm Sunday. 
definitely no wasn't Easter Sunday. No way. I mean, maybe the week after. I don't don't remember. But you know, there were huge big screens, uh-huh. so people like could see him on camera projected on the screen. Couldn't understand a word he said because it was in Italian. Definitely yeah. didn't speak English. Um, but it was just you know being in the presence of a spiritual leader as that. Yeah, was just so so cool. He was so cutesy. <laughs> so cutesy. You just love old men. <laughs> You do. You're I so am cute. so lucky. Thank Christ. <laughs> I'm only going to get better looking. You're just, it's just like the cuteness factor goes up exponentially yeah, every I year. Oh, I'm so lucky. Um, yeah. And we did, we had no plans that day. And like, do you want to, I mean, here's what I remember that we did afterwards. Okay. Cause this was like at noon on Sunday. When it was done. It was around noon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gave the speed. Yeah. It was like noon, one o'clock early afternoon. Mm-hmm. We just started walking. It was like, we were hungry. We're hungry. We're hungry. We found a small restaurant. Rando restaurant. Rando restaurant. Had some lunch. Mm-hmm. Had one of the best dishes of spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> I'm fucking in Rome. I'm like, I will have the spaghetti and meatballs, please. You did not stop talking about that. Spa- I didn't have spaghetti and meatballs. I think I had gnocchi. But you so did not good. stop talking about the yeah. spaghetti and meatballs in the restaurant for the rest of the trip. We, we got some red wine because mm-hmm. we're like, why not? And we're terrible at the metric system, apparently. So <laughs> we got like a, we were like at least a liter. A liter is like a couple of glasses. Yeah, no, right. He got way too much. Yeah. Than we, I don't say should have because it was a. I mean, what were we doing? Wandering right, around wandering Rome. Around. We had more. When in Rome, we had more than we thought we were gonna have. Always. Yeah. That. Is, and then, I never imagined I was gonna drink a liter of wine, even with another person so in my life. We walk out of this little restaurant. Full of pasta and wine. Mm-hmm. I was tipsy. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we found um, Tristevere. Yeah, like we that, did. That district that's mm-hmm. just like, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's just like what you think of like old Rome, mm-hmm. kind of typical, very cute European and restaurants, there were, shops. And there were um little like vendors outside yep. with little mm-hmm. carts and umbrellas yep. and it was so cute it was like I it had... felt like it felt like walking onto a movie set yeah very much like um gregory peck and your favorite actress breakfast at tiffany's i actually don't even what, know it, who you're talking about it's a woman mm-hmm. in Bre- yeah, what's um, her name don't know doesn't matter it does matter. And stop it. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Uh, yes, it was very much like that type of feel. Don't roll <laughs> your eyes. Okay. Oh, you stop it. And I bought a big hat. Yes, you did. That's right. We we stumbled on a hat vendor. Yep. I bought a big, huge white hat. It was amazing. Uh, in Tristavery, there was a really sweet like outdoor cafe like there, there is dozens yeah like at least but yeah yeah and so we got cappuccinos yep. and we just sat in the sunshine yep. we were like those two fucking movie stars in that movie just we we're two gorgeous people <laughs> sitting in the sun drinking cappuccinos <laughs> in this glorious city this glorious city yeah and that's like one of the like the no plans and it was a completely no plan day yeah. and that's what i love like 
you know, and that and that def- definitely is possible in a lot of cities or right. like yeah. beachy areas. And then there's other places where that just doesn't work because mm-hmm. you won't right. get to see or go and do all the things that you like, actually. If you're going to be in a place like that, like right, like Florence as well. Both I mean, like the- if we go to Paris, I would love I, I would love like at least two days where that just happens, where we like get up. Right. Two days of. Of aimless, whatever happens. Aimless wandering. You just stumble into, you know, a different time period. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if we just stroll into the 20s? We stroll right into the 20s. <laughs> and like, oops, we just did some time hopping. And, and then Hemingway is just sitting there. Yeah. He's like, hey, do you box? Gertrude Stein yeah, is like, no, come well, on in. Let's talk about this piece of shit art I just bought for 25 cents. <laughs> do you box? I, uh, yeah, no, eh, no, 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 I don't. Never hit a man in my life. <laughs> I hit a, hit a speed bag. No, not a speed bag. Heavy bag. Heavy bag. Yeah. I don't know if that counts. What about you? Do you like the plans? Because you don't like to make the plans. I don't like to, it depends here. Now I'm going to think back to that trip I mentioned before where I went by myself mm-hmm. to Rome and Florence for the week. Um, as far as making the plans, like I didn't do a damn thing until the day, literally I was going to fly out. Like I drove home to New Jersey. It was either Friday afternoon after school. I think it was Friday after school, Friday. I drove to New Jersey and I think it was flying out Saturday or Sunday night. Like it was a 6 PM flight flying overnight. Going to get into Italy at like, you know, six in the morning. Um, I had made no plans. Like, I I had been to these places before, but a lot of these places now, like, as far as, like, seeing the Vatican, seeing David in Florence, mm-hmm. and seeing a lot of the major highlights, like, required uh, reservations, or if not required, you know, if you made one, it would be exponentially easier right. to see these mm-hmm. rather than waiting in a line that's 10 miles long. So, I did no planning. I think I flew out Sunday night. I woke up Sunday morning at my parents' house and that's when I opened up my computer and did all the booking, all the planning, not for places to stay, but for like reservations for seeing all the stuff. Like I made a reservation in Vatican City to see the Sistine Chapel, made a reservation to see all the things you could in Florence. And that's like, (laughs) I think I spent the whole like afternoon. My parents are just like hanging out, doing their thing on a Sunday afternoon. I'm just like, I'm making all my plans for the week. Like, that's when I made the plans. It was yeah. like such a last minute. And it also helped because it was February. Right. Very not right. high season. So I could do that. And you did do that when we went to Rome and Florence the first yeah. time. Right. Like, you knowing went. we wanted to see certain things. Right. We made sure, like, the Uffizi I made a reservation yep. for. David, we saw. I think even when we saw the museums in Rome for the Sistine Chapel, yeah. we made reservations. Like, that stuff. But, like, there's also great joy in the wiggle room of mm-hmm. like okay i'm waking up i have nothing booked for today i'm just gonna go wander and just see what i see you know right and we think that we did that a little bit more when we were there visiting abby we had less like you know mm. these are all the things that we need to see in florence in particular yeah. we had some tours booked for venice Oh, when yeah. we went that time. Um, Those were so 
Shout out to Desi. I know, right? Yeah, I don't know if she's even was, listening to this, but goddamn. There were some amazing, that tour, amazing tours. That she, we, we got, she booked us a private tour, essentially. Mm-hmm. It was just the you, me, and Abby. Yep. And this tour guide. We went and, to. In Venice. Uh, oh, shit. I was just thinking about going in the boat and seeing like <laughs> the armory essentially yeah. it wasn't like the armory but it was mm-hmm. like you know behind the island where like the boats were constructed and where like the arms were kept not even thinking of the other islands Murano, Murano? yeah yeah oh. Murano we saw glass like the glass blowing glass in Murano Murano right. with the lace the making lace, yeah. and the beautiful colored houses and then I found the place where I actually want to live so badly mm-hmm. um so if I don't get to live in Costa Rica, uh, living in Torcello, was that the name of the island? I think so. There are 54 people who live on this island. Oh, I was like, oh, can I live here? Can we work remote and pay taxes and just be 55 and 56? And I swear to God, we won't bother anyone. <laughs> we will not. We won't. We will we'll, we'll be very, we'll reduce our carbon footprint as much as possible. Um, we're very quiet people i will help garden things if need be you know it's my application to live at torture <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot oh man it's funny that you bring that up because i like when i think of that trip uh-huh i mean for better or worse we were both i mean working working I, and you were in school i was a student so yeah. i was like doing schoolwork. Yeah, which was kind of super stressful, and actually, right. I would never want to do that again. <laughs> well, it was also like that was one of the reasons why we didn't have a lot of planning when we went on that yeah. trip because it was like we're here, our daughter's here, she's studying abroad. Like, let's take advantage and go see yeah. her and break up her semester a little bit and like get to spend some time in Italy. And we were there for a while. We were there for like ten days. Yeah, yeah at least I mean, start to finish at least ten days. And. Yeah. Because like work and such needed to happen, there was uh, much less like itineraries of each day yeah. if we're going to go here. Cool and there ass. was also not quite as much of like super being able to follow your feet and do whatever you want because we might have to check in on a work thing right. or sure. you had to My do a school assignment. Or, yeah. Yep. Um, but we did like we had a couple things that we. Yeah. Made sure we hit, you yeah. know, we did a handful of things, but like it was that, that kind of freedom is sometimes nice, especially at a place like Florence or Rome that is so well known for a lot of big things. That's like, if you're going to visit this place, make sure you hit this, this, and this, you know what I mean? And I think we did the bare minimum. Like, I think we, had we seen Uffizi before i think we did yeah, yeah. and yep. david and the right? david mm-hmm. and we just went in the you know we didn't go in the duomo but we you know of course yep. went in the you know courtyard where it is yeah so we didn't have a whole lot that we definitely had to need to see right um so and i think that's one of the bonuses like i know some people when they travel um and I do think that this is a constitution thing. So, you know, constitution, go for it. we're kind of talking a little bit about travel in the context of relationship and being able to kind of communicate like, oh, I'm a planner. Oh, I'm not a planner. Oh, I like to do this. Oh, I like to do that. All right. Let me pause. You say constitution. What, ah. do, you, what do you mean? Let's let some. So Ayurvedic constitution wise, you know, what you're 
like elemental dosha is has an impact on how you travel. Mm. And fortunately for us, we um, we travel in very similar ways. We have pretty similar constitutions. Now, how many constitutions? Are there four? There are, well, there's five elements oh, shit. that make up three constitutions. Three constitutions or three doshas. Yeah. Kapha, which is earth, water, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. I know that because that's what we are. Yes. And I think in, primarily. The, in the context of like, how would you think about these doshas in the context of a person? Like, <laughs> I am earth and water. I'm pretty good at being sedentary. Mm-hmm. I don't move fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I start moving, honestly, kind of, I, I could keep going. Like, yep. I can gain momentum and mm-hmm. keep going. Um, and it's steady. Steady, right. Yep. Not like, okay, so there's Scott's Kaffa. Then there's Pitta, mm-hmm. which is air, Mm-mm. fire. 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 And water. And water. So that's a lot more movement. Yeah. Than a kapha, which has earth. Okay, yes. so like, okay. And then vata, which is like, that's fire and air. No. No. God damn it. Uh, you know what? You just go ahead. And do it. You know <laughs> You're doing so I. well. Um, <laughs> vata is air and space. Oh, shit. So there's not a whole lot of, you know, that slow, pause, grounded type of energy um, with vata. And so when we think about these primary constitutions that we have in the context of travel, you know, a a generalization I could make. And of course, everyone has all of these elements in a different recipe and typically of a primary, unless you're tridoshic, and I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, You know, something you could say is like a fiery person, a pitta person is going to 100% plan out that like, they are going to be able to invoke that mental fire to make a vacation plan mm. ahead of time. Like yeah. much. I would imagine that their event horizon mm. is like very far out and probably they're doing the thing that they have planned a, a trip mm. six months ago. And before they go on that trip, they've planned two other trips that happen after that trip. <laughs> um, and they and might like, even have the constitution that they're planning their next trip before the trip that they're on ends. Oh, okay. And not even like while they're they're on the trip, it's like go 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 do do do. It's yeah, like it's totally. much less likely to say, "Hey, I'm just gonna be in what is, and like maybe I'll wander or just maybe I'll just sit either by the beach or in this cafe and just people watch." You know, right. more like on the move, on the go. Right, or it might be, yeah, I'm gonna spend the day at the beach, but I'm gonna take a surfing lesson, mm, yeah. I'm gonna throw the frisbee. And it's funny, you say, I, I say at the beach, I'm under an umbrella reading it now. <laughs> Right, <laughs> yes. You know, where someone else, like, who has more fire and air is at the beach, and they are... Moving. Always swimming, always moving, mm-hmm. doing, doing, and moving and going. Where right. I am like, oh, just, I'm gonna chill. You're doing what you would be doing at home. <laughs> just, just in a different location. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I do think that this this kind of like constitution travel thing overlaps in a lot of different ways. And it certainly does in travel. And, you know, one of the best parts about that is like when Matt and I travel, hmm. we can sleep anywhere. Yeah. Like travel doesn't disrupt our sleep. Right. That's is that a kafa thing? Yeah. Is that like an earth and water? Right. Well, like the sheer act of moving from one place to another, even if it's not in our comfort zone, 
is enough to tire us out to maybe sleep. Right. Maybe. I mean, that could definitely be part of it. And some of it also could be part of like, there's nothing like we're settled. So we don't yeah. have to wait like for that uptick of air energy from flying mm. or, um, you know, the change in our digestion from eating certain types of food isn't disrupting how we are in a different place. And so, you know, we can land in Italy, take a nap instantly yeah. <laughs> and like wake up. We're in a totally different time zone and we're fine. Right. I'm you thinking know? of also, cause we both, we all went to Costa Rica mm-hmm. in November Yeah, and it's now March. So it was, you know, four or five months ago. Um, even that extensive flight and drives to get to where we were staying, um, it was super easy to just be in our place, sleep, wake yep. up, and then be totally present and rested and mm-hmm. ready to be where we were. Yeah. Resting and sleeping has never been an issue for me traveling. Which... Yeah. It doesn't like, it doesn't disrupt really the circadian rhythm mm. is what it comes down to. You know, the, we, there's enough grounding there that, you know, we're kind of able to go with the flow in that yeah, way. It's funny. You're <clears throat> talking about, doshas and then i'm just reflecting back on our previous episodes on enneagram it's such a shame that like the idea of like hey what's your sign uh-huh. i'm a scorpio i'm a virgo is like almost laughed at and like tossed aside <laughs> it's a shame because there's other questions like what's your constitution are you a kapha are you a pitta what's your enneagram those questions are great questions To ask and to know the answers to, to give you an insight into yourself and a potential partner that are associated with, hey, what's your sign? Mm -hmm. And it's just like kind of almost dismissed, but I mean, jokingly. Yeah. And it can be such a easy like pathway, just like Enneagram into having compassion for how someone else behaves and acts Mm. and interacts within the world. So it's less personal. And more of like, oh, okay, understand that like you do things slower or more methodically than someone who has a different constitution. And rather than being frustrated and wanting you to keep up with someone who has more fire, Mm. like this is an understanding of this is the ingredients within your body. Mm. And I think it just helps. It helps us like take that personal sting out of like, you know, whatever the complaint is or whatever the frustration is. And, you know, and, and we do have differences, like your kapha pitta. Ooh, I was just going to say, like, how we, but we, you, you kind of mentioned before how we're both kapha travelers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like, yes. how are we different in a way? Because, like, uh, I'm very, I feel very lucky because we travel really well together. Right. Like, we're, I'm very yep. blessed because not only do we travel well, we have, come across some intense <laughs> situations traveling travel situations <laughs> and like one of them i mean like i mean pretty i mean one of them was during the honeymoon really i mean like we hadn't we you know our layover was basically overnight. oh that was hilarious we've had i mean basically <gasps> what i'm getting at is like yeah we've had things where like we are both identify as kava travelers mm-hmm. but also like and yes no but and (laughs) but and (laughs) um 
yeah, like we've definitely have uh, things that we do well together and the same and things that we complement each other, which is also yeah. fucking lucky. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we're both kapha, but your secondary constitution type, your secondary dosha is um, pitta. So your kapha pitta. Me? Yes. Pitta is water? Fire. <laughs> Fire what? and water. Okay. Fire and water. Okay. So like all together, your recipe has primarily earth, water, fire, and then very little tiny bit of vata space and, and, and mm. air. Yeah. Everybody has all of them. If you didn't have any vata, you wouldn't be breathing. So everybody has vata. Right. Um, and my constitution is kapha, vata, pitta, and probably... Oh, Really? Oh, my pitta is <laughs> probably higher. My pitta is definitely higher than your vata is. Mm -hmm. But constitution-wise, I'm prim primarily earth and water and air. And so where, you know, a situation can arrive <laughs> where there's agitation and frustration um, because something isn't going well in the travel plan... Matt's pitta is going to decide that it's going to take over his brain. It's like that inside out um, oh, yeah. character like that's red, bright red and he anger. just like turns into fire on his head. Like that might happen with Matt at any given time when there is a agitation or frustration. I mean, you say that and it's like... <laughs> You are the one that already said in another episode that rage is your currency. Nobody that does not have an incredible amount of fire is going to ever murmur those words. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. And, you know, you're very balanced and grounded. And so this is not like you walk around in white hot rage, even though you like to like pretend that that's your baseline. It's not. It's not. You're right. It's not. Uh, and in a situation that might make Matt go into that space of like, anger fire i'm more likely to go into the space of like completely checking out <laughs> so like, you're la, about la 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 fairies and butterflies do, 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 do. this gonna, is the universe <laughs> are you about to fly into a white hot rage <laughs> all right just give me one sec and we're gone i'm gonna teletransport myself to oz in my brain <laughs> here's what i will say if you can find a travel partner who can compliment you in the way that like, if you're going to lose your shit, if you're going to, and not even like lose your shit, like yell at people and like have a meltdown. But like, if you're going to find yourself in a place where you're experiencing stress and then maybe you can't think straight or mm -hmm. like problem solve or like think of the right thing to do if someone else can balance that with you know someone else can counter that with like they'll be the grounded one right they'll be the calm one you can lose your mind go ahead lose your mind just experience the stress experience uh, go freak out yep i got this I'll, I'll i will be the grounded one right and like the amazing thing is if that happens almost in and of its own. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. Mm -hmm. We're just like, this situation arises and someone's going to freak out. And then someone can just easily slide into the right. like, all right, I got this. I can be the grounded one. I will help you. You can freak out a little bit. I can problem solve. 
or I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And someone else is like, look at you, but like, um, okay, I will slide into the mm-hmm. the role of the grounded, of the problem solver. And I am so blessed and lucky that I think any situation we've found ourselves in, mm-hmm. we have both not, I don't know, how how does this happen? We're like, I don't know. We do it with parenting too. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're like, we've never, I mean, like we're both in the same situation. Yeah. I don't know how it works. We're like, right. Oh, like. Who decides where the energy goes? It's like, okay, we got fire and grounding, and it's going to go this way and this way. You are going to get fucking pissed off, and you're going to be the one that has to deal with it. And like, well, and that's what I was saying. That's what I meant by like a situation that's going to bring Matt into white hot rage <laughs> is going to have me check out. It doesn't happen simultaneously. So, mm. in a different scenario, but at that same heightened level of stress, I don't experience rage. What I experience is overwhelm and shutdown, like total, my brain stops functioning. And so I'll, I'll forget to like eat. I'll forget to pack stuff. Oh my like God. all of those now things I happen. I feel like a dick. Why? Because I'm like, apparently I can think of situations where I'm like, I have flipped out. <laughs> oh my God, I'm losing my goddamn mind. And like, now you're like, oh my God, I can't eat. Like, no, oh, no, you're not listening. You're not hearing. I'm not hearing. You're right. not hearing what I'm saying. All so right, in the situation where you're freaking out like that, I am the grounded one. And in the situations where I'm freaking out, although it doesn't look like rage or like I'm shouting at a Delta, you know, <laughs> counter person that's supposed to be checking us in. Like, I don't go to that place. I'll go into fairyland and I completely check out. And so... In that situation, you're, you become the grounded one and you're like, okay, I packed your earbuds. Here's some Luna bars in your backpack. Like we're going to stay focused because I've got a plan and here's your boarding pass. So like, even though our expressions of stress because of our doshas and travel express in a different way, we still show up for each other as that grounded element. And it's like so crazy how it works. All right. My question is, when have I been the grounded one for you? Oh, my God. I mean, aside from regularly, every week. No, I mean, like traveling. <laughs> when uh, we're traveling. Travel. Like, this is the travel episode. So, like, when have I, in a travel situation, any travel, like, you know, day trip in the car to international travel? I mean, can you think of anything? Because Well, I, I mean, I actually, now that you said the thing about the honeymoon, I think... And our layover on the way back, where were we? Copenhagen? Copenhagen, yeah. Um, <laughs> we landed and I was like, we're just going to be able to walk over to a hotel and get a hotel room because all airports have airport hotels. This is an easy peasy thing. No, apparently that's not true at 11 o'clock at night in the Copenhagen airport. And not only is that not true, everything in the airport is closed. Yeah. This is not like JFK at 11 o'clock at night where you can get 85 options for dinner and, you know, you can find a motel or a hotel really close by. So we landed and I was like, oh, my God. Our flight the next morning was at like 730 in the morning. So, you know, international flight. You have to be there a few hours early. We didn't have anything with us either because we checked our bags. So um, aside from what was in our carry-on, there was nothing there. We arrived in the Copenhagen airport. I've realized what this meant, that we were going to sleep in an airport. 
And I could wrap my head around that. What I couldn't wrap my head around was the fact that I hadn't eaten all day. And this is a common occurrence for me because I forget to eat. I just like, this is definitely like a kapha vata thing. I don't have an appetite and I definitely don't have an appetite when I'm like busy doing other shit. And so we landed, I was starving. My blood sugar is is plummeting. And the only thing that's open is like the Copenhagen airport version of a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And Matt is just like, this is okay. We're going to get a bunch of snacks. We're going to have snack dinner. We're, we're going to find a place to sit down and just eat food. And like you were so collected and calm given the fact that we were about to sleep on a bench in an airport and you're a much bigger human than I am. It's true. And finding spaces in Copenhagen's airport to lie down were... You had a spot. I did it. Well, we moved furniture around right. in this abandoned airport. I'm running around with no shoes on because I needed so desperately to be grounded. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like we pushed some two weird shaped couches shaped together. couches together. And then... Which could fit you. And then I sort of like sat up and listened to a book and like, you know, doze off every now and then. At some point in the morning, I walked up the stairs. To get coffee. To get coffee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Perfectly this, flat benches. This is a perfectly flat cushioned bench. We could have slept on that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm. Who knew? Yep. I mean, fluorescent lights on the whole time. Yeah, it's that was, totally bright. That's right. So it's funny that like you say that because I have no memory of me being grounded and reassuring. Oh, you definitely were. Oh, you definitely were. Fucking nice. Yeah, you. Right. You. Def- <laughs> I was like gonna cry in the airport. Oh and, my god! No, now I feel like an asshole. And you were like, "Uh-uh, we are totally. This is totally fine. This is one night. We can do this." Like, you know, that, that- was the last time I ever felt like that. <laughs> Not true. You were actually very calm during the unable to find a campsite. Um, I was a little bit more concerned about that. Oh, than you the, were. not two years ago. Yes. Oh, I we were going to be fine. I had no worries. Yeah. And then, and then there was a time that we both were calm. <laughs> On the outside and on the inside, there was various levels of, oh, my God, going okay. on. Do what? you remember the trip to Gettysburg? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, thankfully, we were in Gettysburg, which is, as you all all of our listeners know, is just a sweet spot for it's us. It's like our second, we have the you know, second home. And we were, this was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what, we just spontaneously decided to go to Gettysburg on like a Thursday night. I I do not know why. This was during the pandemic. And we got to Gettysburg at the campground. And the uh, tent poles were not in the tent bag. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that? Nope. Oh, but we held it together so nope. well. Nope. We slept in the that car. Is, that is one of my biggest failures as a human being. Honey! So <laughs> we don't talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna forget that happened. Wait, can we pause for a second and say that if forgetting tent poles in Gettysburg, which resulted us sleeping on a futon in the back of our Jeep. This was not like we were sleeping under the stars, nope. like getting eaten by coyotes, right? 
uh, was one of your biggest failures. Nope. It was like the tents were in the bag. <laughs> I had previously like I think I took them out of the bag they were in to make sure they were not moldy. They got some air before we went traveling and we're going to use them. Even I was like, oh, I know the, I mean, I think I even remember having thought of like, okay, here's the tent. Here are the poles. Don't separate the two. And <laughs> it, no, we can't. I can't. I can't say any more about this because I felt like such a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Oh, no. This is a I very felt, one reaction. Well, it was just like. To forgetting temple. It was like a just like one the record reaction. to show. It was a one reaction. It was like, and this is going to sound so chauvinistic. It was just like a man reaction. It was like my job is to make sure that I provide. The like, shelter. Did you go to like food and shelter? Seriously, honey. And it's like I open up the thing. I'm like, my job was shelter. Like food <laughs> is one thing. It's like there's fucking Burger King down the street. We weren't on the Oregon we, Trail. We had Burger King on the way in, so I wasn't like, oh my god, if I don't provide, we're all gonna die. I was just like. There are no poles. I felt like, nope, we have to stop talking about this. All right. I thought it was actually pretty romantic because then we got to sleep in the back of the car. What are you, Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny? This is so romantic. <laughs> it's so romantic. Nope. It um, is easily top five biggest failures as a human being. Oh, good so, God. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's great that you remember it as like, this was... A cute thing that happened to us. It was. And, and I'm like, I failed as a human being and a person. So I don't deserve to go back home. <laughs> oh, I felt like such a failure. Okay. The All biggest right. Well, failure. I hope that um, whatever needs to happen energetically for you to release that can happen. And maybe we can all send you some Reiki around whatever nope. that no. if such root a, chakra scenario is if, that's going on. If such a basic failure happens again, uh, I don't know if I'll recover. You've got to stop. Nope. Yeah, I can't recover. even hear this right now. It because was so bad. I felt like such a piece of garbage. My brain totally <laughs> went to the place of like, we're going to... We brought a futon with us, okay? So let's just yeah. back up a second. We brought an entire futon mattress, which we just got to keep in the back of the Jeep. Yeah. We slept great because as we've already discussed, we literally could sleep anywhere at any time. It's true. Like, it was just, to me, it felt very, um, it just felt very nostalgically like a young thing for it to happen. And we are not young people anymore. So I'm like, oh, we're doing this like... This camping cute, in the right. back of the car like young thing. you know it's let's like, snuggly up and if we were look at the stars in the sunroof thing like if we were 15 years younger it would not have been a thought in my mind well like, i oh, thought shit. it was romantic and i thought we held it together extraordinarily well no i mean like we held it together great but like this like i can't express i've only felt the feeling of like you know it's like you feel the bottom drop out of your stomach and it just hits your root chakra, right? Honey. It's a, It just drops in what only can be described as epic failure. Failure. Failure is the only thing that can make that, that rock sink with such force. Okay. And I've felt that a handful of times, and that was one. Just the absolute most failure of a human being 
in my life. This is extraordinary amounts of pressure around yeah. camping at a KOA in Gettysburg. I know. So yeah. I don't what do we need to do to let that go? Oh, that's there forever. <sighs> can't even with that oh, right now honey, again a cough a treat which is to just hold on to things and like let them burrow in the bedrock of your memory yeah this is an irish catholic trait that's there forever <laughs> and it's never leaving so we'll we'll see it at christmas so again <laughs> there could have been an element of stress that got inserted into that scenario matt directed his rage at himself and oh, yeah, is I holding mean, on to failure. Well, it was not anyone's fault but mine. It wasn't anyone's fault. No, it was my fault. Oh, my God. It was... um, and I went to Fantasyland of, <gasps> we're just like the teenagers camping in this romantic car together. Yeah. We ate Burger King for dinner. Like, Good. for me, that's way more of a failure than... <laughs> How, how's that a, that a failure? It's just not good for my belly at all. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that they're doing the whole veggie burger thing and all of that. And it's definitely some serious car trip food. And then it doesn't make anything feel good. Oh, yeah. Even me, like, I'm just like, oh, Burger King, it sounds like a great idea, but also. It's never a long term good idea. It's never a great idea. It's never like the the idea you're going to think about the next day and be like, that was (laughs) an awesome choice I made (laughs) at all. That was, that was a. That was a, a failure. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Well, so another you know, example. Just so you know, if on my deathbed you ask me for one of my top five failures, that will be one of them. That is definitely not a deathbed conversation. Number one. Oh my God. No, it is. It's no. top five. Number two. I mean, this isn't counting for the next 40 years I have. In number my life, two, so. we're dying at the same time. <laughs> So there's not going to be any like, let's discuss our ultimate failures in life on our deathbed. And if you even start to have that damn conversation <laughs> no, with me, no, no, I'm going to shut it down. No, it's going to be, how about, what are, what, is, what are some wisdom you could pass on? <laughs> Always pack the tent. Always check for the tent poles. <laughs> hey, when you finally write. Hey, just always check. You know what? If you're lucky enough to travel down in a Jeep, that's great. But maybe you travel down in a sedan. Always check for the tent poles. Yeah. When when you finally write your memoir, are you going to put that in the inscription in the front? This is dedicated to my grandchildren. Pop up wants you to remember <laughs> to always check for the tent poles. Check for the tent poles. <laughs> they're only there if you see that they're there and don't mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. But, however, I don't think about that trip and only think of that. I think of one thing, like, yes, that was an epic failure and you failed. Dear Lord. But also, we did have, you know, we slept in the Jeep and that ended up being fun mm-hmm. and not terrible. And then we had another fun day in Gettysburg, right? Like, so. Like I mean, we that, do. Like we do. So, like, that's the part of it. We're like. I can accept the epic failures and that doesn't make or break a trip almost. You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard because maybe it can and maybe it can't, but like you try not to let shit that happens like that 
defined experience. Well, and I think that that's an important part about traveling in relationship too. you know, like I don't think that I would want to travel in partnership with someone who like something happens like something can (laughs) and does and does just fucking people and And rather than being like, Oh, Hmm, that was a setback. You know, if I had a magic wand, it would have gone differently. (laughs) And yet, yay, we get to go do this thing and this thing and this thing. Like the, the ability to recover in travel because there was a hiccup because there was a, you know, a whatever, um, is really important to me as as a trait and a travel buddy, as a trait in um, someone in someone who's traveling life uh, with me, being able to you know kind of take it and then move through it and past it and yeah. on to the next thing. It's funny. I'm thinking of shit we've had to deal with traveling, and I'm only remembering stuff that has happened on the tail end of a travel like mm. on the way home yeah like the honeymoon <laughs> the honeymoon that sleepover was on the way home it was right? like you know me getting delta mad yep was on the way home was on the way home right mm. like would that have or how does that change something if that's on the way out you know what i mean like right. i'm trying to think like maybe we're just lucky enough so far to have our travel hiccups be on the way home right which don't necessarily define the trip. Like if Mm -hmm. we talk about the trip when we went to go visit Abby, I think of a handful of things just pop up in my head. None of them. Mm, There were some things on that trip. There definitely were some things. Well, there were some things, but like, I I mean, I guess the main things aren't, I don't know. What do you think? But they're not what you take away from the trip. And that's what I'm saying is like, it wasn't like when we think about the trip to Venice, we think about the fact that we rented this Airbnb in Lido. <laughs> that Which was a shame because it was such a great fucking location. It was such a great location. It was an island mm-hmm. off the mainland of Venice mm-hmm. that you had to take a Vaporetto to. Super easy. Yeah. You super know? easy. Super cool because it was off the mainland and right. not near the congested city center. Yep. Yeah. And it you know, there was a beach really close within walking distance that was in the Adriatic Sea, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, And every, like we had already said this when we were traveling, Matt was back in (laughs) round two of grad school. And and I was working. And so every Airbnb I booked for that trip, it was one of the top (laughs) questions. Wi-Fi? Good Wi-Fi. Um, and, you know, like, just kind of those modern amenities of being able to, like, be a traveling worker. And we get to this place in Lido, and there's, and their Wi-Fi has been, like, unplugged. Like, the, the modem, everything was, like, all unplugged and wrapped up in a drawer. And I messaged the person. I had to go find Wi-Fi somewhere because... You know, like we didn't have, we didn't do like the international calling plan or anything, which I now just do because I'm never dealing with that again. And message the person through Airbnb and they were like, no, no Wi-Fi. And then we also found out that like heat wasn't included 
and they wanted us to like check and monitor what the heat usage was when we were there and then pay in euros what the heat would be. There was just so many weird things about staying in that place that definitely could have, you know, given a different circumstance or different people and temperament, I think like would have made it like it's not even fun to go back to our house at the end of the day on Lido because it's going to be this weird heat situation we have to monitor. Um, and then questionable Wi-Fi, like no have, Wi-Fi we have to go to a cafe, you so know, and some assignments. It was just very, very bizarre. But we don't like that's just not what we think about because it was like, yep, this is what's happening. There's really not a whole lot we can do about it while we're here. Yeah. And we're going to move through this, you know, kind of rub and frustration and just take away from the trip. Um, you know, and and, you know, the other part that was really cool about that trip, too, that I sometimes forget about was there was this weird there was another weird layover on the way home in Portugal of like, oh, yeah, it was like a 20 hour layover, 19 hour layover right. or something like, we landed, like that. We had a, we flew from Florence, Florence to, to Li- Portugal to Lisbon to Lisbon. And then we had a layover of like 20 hours. 20 hours. And then we flew from Lisbon to JFK. Mm-hmm. And then we were supposed to fly from JFK to Syracuse. To Syracuse. Yep. And that is the Delta Mad. That was the Delta Mad. But prior to that, but like prior to that, yeah. we landed. I mean, and this was so interesting is we landed in Lisbon. We got an Uber. We went yeah. to an Airbnb. Airbnb yeah. they, they were like the sweetest people. We wandered around Lisbon all day. Yeah. I mean, like that. Yeah. We got an Uber from the airport to the apartment. And it was just some dude and like his wife or girlfriend was like, hello, here's your bedroom mm-hmm. We're we're not staying here tonight or, you know, we'll be out in the morning. We slept, we woke up, you know, they had a little like fruit, they had a little breakfast, little for, breakfast us. for us. So we decided we had, they had like guidebooks out like, well, we have like 12 hours. What do we do? <laughs> Definitely so did. We went to uh, a castle or yep. some old fortification. Yeah. Right. We got to tour that. We got to walk around. And that was totally unplanned. We right. didn't plan, you know, that was another kind of like, we're going to head into Lisbon. We have 12 hours. see what's going on yeah. in Lisbon today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, I just love that part of traveling in partnership with you is like, regardless of the hiccups, regardless of any kind of failures, <laughs> either... Perceived self-direct, or <laughs> perceived or otherwise, self-directed or directed at Delta. Um, <laughs> is, uh, you know what's funny about that? We say Delta Mad. Uh, sorry, you finish, and then I'll talk about Delta Mad. It it just it it's not the focus mm. of the memories of the trip, and it often is so. It's such a blip because it's a footnote, really. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many other things, and mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that does have to do with our constitutions. Maybe it's this er, this groundedness that ultimately, you know, whatever storm comes in, like being able to root down and ground no matter where we are. Particularly mm. for me, I don't know if this is true for you, but particularly for me, <laughs> when we're together mm. and things that might throw me off traveling without you. 
don't travel, don't throw me off at all when I'm traveling with mm. you. So we play off of each, each other's energies in a very balancing, natural way. I can't think of the last time I, I traveled without you. Like you've traveled without me a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it like, I don't. It was when you went to Iowa in 2020. It was like, I got back oh, from Costa yeah, Rica. Okay. And the, you went. Last, I went in February. Yeah. Before things started to shut down. Like right before. That was the last time. Yep. And I would do that occasionally. I mean, I mm-hmm. would definitely go and see my family in Iowa. Right. Well, um, and now your parents live out there too. So it's like right. before it was I mean, your sister and nieces. I would definitely go there spring break. Or not really spring break because I would coach baseball. But definitely February or sometimes yep. Christmas. Um. But yeah, that was the last time I traveled without you. It was two years ago. Yeah. Like I don't often. Well, why do would that. you travel without me? Well, I mean, you've done it. How many? You've done it like three times this year. Yeah, but that's what for work. Here? It's for work. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, that's I work travel. Yeah, I don't uh, see part of the stress for me. Like I can deal with anything. Like if someone was like, "Your flight is delayed till tomorrow," I'd be like, "Whatever." But if I was with you and someone was like, your flight's delayed until 48 hours, I would feel like, shit, I am, I feel bad. I'm responsible. Like, we got to figure this out. Like, I got to make sure, like, uh, how are you? Are you okay? If it was just me, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd stay in the airport for two days. I don't fucking care. Mm. Don't care at all. Like, I can do so that. That's so funny. Yeah. And if it was like with you or anyone else, I mean, with the kids, right? Yeah. Or like, if it was any, in addition to myself, I would have this additional responsibility where like, shit, okay, like I got to figure shit out. We have to do something. If it was just me, I'm like, you can fly out in three days. Like, I might just stay in the airport. You might just stay in the airport. <laughs> I don't care. And like, buy I, some books. I have some books. I got some Audible, whatever, man. It's fine. I, I, I actually don't care. Um, so, but like, if it was you, I'd be like, shit, I would have, I, I, like, how do I figure this out? How do I make this work for you like that was yeah you definitely went into that mode when we were flying to iowa as a family over christmas really i have no recollection of this really yeah oh so (laughs) our middle child oh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah she's so cute (laughs) always she's the cutest and um we were in chicago we were in chicago we were in o'hare and we had, we had a layover had a layover from scranton to chicago mm-hmm. chicago to des, moines. to des moines we have a layover probably an hour or so not not even it wasn't no like, it was over an hour it, we definitely weren't running from no. gate to gate we had time we had plenty of time um and she's like i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> You know, we're waiting at the gate, essentially. She, we're she at the gate. says this, and in my head, here's what happens. I'm like, oh, the bathrooms are over there. Mm-hmm. I know this because I just went to the bathroom. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, between the bathrooms, like the men's room is on one side, the women's room is on the other side. Between these two spaces, there is a rotating door, and that door leads to- out. Out, out of the airport. The other side of security. And in my head, I'm like, should I be worried about this? 
my head said yes you should yes and then i'm like uh no i my 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 body was like don't worry about this <clears throat> and every fiber of my soul said please 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 pay attention to this mm-hmm. i'm like nah it's we're fine Mm-hmm. <laughs> Needless to say, it's funny now. She went through the revolving door. She's like, "Well, the men's room's that way, women's room's the other way." Uh, I'll go straight and uh-huh. exit the airport. <laughs> so now she's on the other side of security. <laughs> you get a text message. Or no, a she phone called call. me. <laughs> so I'm like, "Why is she calling, why are you calling me?" me? From the airport, like, is she lost? Did she forget how she got to the bathroom? She goes, Mom, uh, I exited <laughs> the airport. I don't have my ID, ID my boarding pass. Boarding pass, yep. Anything you would need Anything. to get in the airport to get on a plane is with us. And I'm like, our flight is leaving in like 25 minutes. <laughs> 25 minutes. So I went into immediate like problem solving mode, borderline like fuck, you know, I don't have the energy for this right now. And, uh, and Matt went into, okay, this is fine. You know, if she doesn't make it through security, you and the kids are just going to go and I'm going to stay here. And we're going to figure out coming whenever she gets through security. (laughs) We'll figure that out. And I was like, really? Because you totally just like doubled down into like, I will get you and the children that did not exit the airport (laughs) to point B, uh, whatever I have to do. And then I'll handle whatever is going on on the other side of security. And if we miss this flight and um, Madeline is Madeline. And she's very gregarious and uh, and very... I mean, honestly, if I could, if you said to me, one of these ch- three children mm-hmm. has to leave the airport yeah. and find their way back in, she's the one I would pick. Well, in a 25-minute period of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you had an hour, two hours, I would still pick her. her. <laughs> See, I think that, I think the only difference would have been, Abby would have followed rules... So it wouldn't have happened in the first place. Like, yeah. let's be honest. And let's and if it did, there's no way she would have gone through TSA pre-check because that's what Madeline did. Oh. She went in the wrong line on purpose because there was no line mm. and said, oh, my God, my parents are on the other side of security and and I got lost and now I'm over here. And can you just let me through? And she didn't have anything on her to like yeah. deal with security either. She had no bag. She didn't have her purse. I had to give her ticket. Fortunately, she was a minor. Was she still a minor? No. Oh, really? Yeah, no. She was 18. Oh, shit. Uh, 19. Really? Yeah. I had to give a TSA agent her ID and her boarding pass to walk through the doors and give to her. And so like, it's a miracle. They didn't be like, make you go through. I know to give them. Well, because she wasn't a minor and I could see her through the glass. I mean, still though, like he transfer that shit. I know it was, (laughs) it it was definitely hilarious. And you did, you went like into total grounding. You were like, all right, this is the contingency plan. She doesn't make it through security in time. You, 
and the other two kids are getting on that airplane and going to Des Moines. And I'm going to stay here with her and we're going to figure out how we're getting from Chicago to Des Moines on the next flight. And I was like, okay, this is all going to be fine. And she assured me on the phone, everything's going to be fine because she was just going to get through security really fast. That's so funny. I have no recollection of like, no, we're going to, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. And I obviously like in my brain and heart can feel like, yeah, no, like I can easily slip into that. Like, no, go to Iowa. We're yep. in Chicago. I'll figure this out. But I have like no memory. Yeah. My only memory is just like hearing like, uh, so I left the airport. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. That's not what you said out loud. <laughs> My soul said that. I'm me. sure it did. I'm sure it did. And the thing is, is that Abby would have gone in the regular security line because that yeah. is yeah. the rule. Absolutely. And it would have taken longer. And I'm not sure how Ethan would have handled any of that. I don't think that it ever would have happened. Right, him. because he wouldn't have left us. He wouldn't have either left us. I And if he did, he would have made sure <laughs> where he was going, when he was going. I don't think that ever, I don't think he ever would have fallen into that. Mm. Ever. No. He is number three on the list of who that would have happened to. But I have a different framework for this now, because since you were like, if I was traveling by myself, I don't care. I'd be like, whatever. I'm traveling with the family or with you and like there's this level of responsibility mm, that yeah. you step into and so in that context it translated over into super grounding when i was like oh my god what what is happening right now <laughs> i just have to like cross my fingers and trust the universe that this child is going to get back through security that she never needed to go through because and, we had just arrived at O'Hare. And I guess at that point in my brain, I was like, my soul had already decided that I've missed this flight. Mm-hmm. And it went into figuring out getting on the next flight. It's true. Which getting on a different flight from Chicago to Des Moines, super easy. Super easy. Like, hey, we missed it. When's the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. No problem. You know, like that's yeah. pretty easy. So like that was the worst case scenario. Totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. So find someone. <laughs> find someone in your life to travel with. Partner, Honestly, friend. Like third date should be an international travel trip. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, then like, what are you doing? You can find out so much information if you travel with someone on the third date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third date is now travel with a minimally passport. with a passport anywhere. I would say third date, minimally travel to other state with someone or wow. fly domestically. There's enough that can go right. wrong. I don't want to get stuck any place else with a third date How person. About third date, different time zone. Sounds good. All right. It's a good compromise. Now, I have a hot five. <gasps> oh, God. Now I'm nervous. You should be. Oh. <laughs> so my hot five. Okay. I have a list of things so you can think of them. I, I guess I should have brought this up beforehand so okay. you could do a brain swirl. Yeah. But hot five music for traveling. Road trips, plane trips, any trips. Music you associate with hitting the road, traveling. This next one, that, this actually is not a hard one for me. Good. Okay. Because it can be just like genres, right? And actually, it could be whatever you want. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if I have five. But do you want to go first? Do you got one? I got immediately. Go for it. Chanting because oh. I always bless the plane. Okay. You say chanting. Yeah. Explain. 
specifically um the uh like the moon mantra um and a lot of times uh the it's a it's a krishna das chant that is kind of on replay replay as flights take off and land so it's always about like i'm blessing the plane okay um and uh and a little bit of like you know the protection mantra as well so i'll do like that in my head not out loud or i listen to it i listen to different artists doing it so that's number one number one or number five number one okay wow your number one is way more (laughs) deep than mine Mine, I'll go backwards. I'll do. Okay. I mean, these aren't really in any order, but number five, "On the Road Again" by Willie Nelson. Really? Here's why. My grandmother, my mother's mother. Okay. Told me one time. Now, on my mother's side was my grandmother and my great grandmother. So it was the two of them, like my mother's grandmother mm-hmm. and her mother, mm-hmm. and. We would visit them, like my mother, my sister, like we would go visit them and they would visit us frequently, like a lot uh, when I was little. Always bring glazed donuts. I think of them, I think of glazed donuts always. And it wasn't until, I mean, I don't remember when, but I was definitely older when my grandmother would tell, would say to me, she's like, whenever we would get in the car to go see you, like... Great grandma would always want to play On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. I love that. That is fucking amazing. That's so so cute. Anytime I hit the road, I think I even played it in the car at one point when I got Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was in the car for 16 hours, hours, 12 hours. Yeah. So that's number five. Okay, what's number four? Uh, Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. Now, there Mm -hmm. are several tracks that I play. Mm-hmm. while we're on the plane uh, and while we're taking off. It's like in the second movie, <laughs> second movie when when like they get on the plane and uh-huh. he's like, nice try, Lao Shea. And then like uh-huh. the whole thing, like when they take off like from uh, in there in China. Um, or in the third movie, uh, when he gets on the plane and flies to Venice and is looking through the diary, like his dad's diary about mm-hmm. the Holy Grail. Almost any time when you see, when there's a scene in the Indiana Jones movies, when there's a red line going from one location to another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That like, I mean, again, like this is like, this is almost mythic for mm-hmm. me. Cause like I've had these movies in my heart and soul since I was, I mean, I don't know, very young. I remember one night watching HBO, right? My parents' house, right? like, you know, in, Jersey, The Goonies, followed by Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Single best night of television you could ever hope for. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, yeah. I mean, like, again, like, Indiana Jones, he's a human, but it's like Theseus. Mm-hmm. It's like he is mythic, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, when there's that red line going from one place to another, that is... Makes total sense. Totally. Yeah. Totally. What yeah. else you got? Uh, movie soundtracks in general. Yeah. So... You know, there's something about playing adventure type of soundtracks when traveling uh, or nostalgic soundtracks. I mean, you mentioned mm. 
the Goonies. Yeah. Um, the Goonies soundtrack, not like the songs that are in the right. movie, but the soundtrack, yep. which we have. Mm-hmm. We have, because I have it. Uh-huh. It's good. Yeah, it is. It's fucking dope. It's really, really good. Yeah. yeah. So that would be, you know, that's kind of like on the next mm. playlist level of okay. anything and everything that is, uh, you know, a, I don't know, a, like has that like adventure nostalgia mm. piece to it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want my number three? Yes. Is This will mean nothing to you. This will mean something to... Seven specific people? Mm, not even. Four. <laughs> Assorted rock and roll. This will mean something to my sister, Jeff Platinsky, mm. Mr. Platinsky, maybe Mrs. and Does Debbie. Does Jeff know about our podcast? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Anyway. Assorted rock and roll is a cassette. It's a cassette. It's a cassette that I found and still have. That's amazing. Uh, we have no God, way of playing is, this cassette. This is from early 90s when the Platinskis and the O'Neills. When music was just amazing. When we drove to Maine. <laughs> I think we drove to, when we went to go to Acadia okay. National Park. And Mr. P made a series of tapes. Mm. This is like playlists before playlists. Like he was ahead of his time. And one of them was called Assorted Rock and Roll. Assorted Rock and Roll. And I can remember four songs. I mean, this is like a double-sided tape, 45 minutes at least, each side. (laughs) Here are the four songs I can remember. And I can't... If anyone can give me a means to listen to a cassette in 2022. Yeah. (laughs) The first song, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins. Another song I remember. Now, the, the next three are... In no order, and that's random. I remember twenty five or sixty four, but Chicago. Okay, do you know the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, "Fire and Ice" by Pat Benatar. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking. This fucking assorted rock and roll tape mm. slaps. It's it is so good. And the other song, only other one I remember was "Rock and Roll Over You" by. It's in the Karate Kid Part 2 soundtrack mm. by the Moody Blues. And it's the part where he's like, it's playing the club when he's going to slice the ice in half with uh-huh. his hand. And he does like, that's what's playing. Yeah. But then it like goes into the Karate Kid music when yep. he's doing the thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, bam. Yeah. So that's the like, it's in the club. Yeah. So like, those are the four songs I remember. If I could find a means to listen to a cassette, I can get the other songs. And we could all be blessed. We could all be blessed. My number three is actually Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. I have no, uh, like... Rhyme or reason? I would say that um, it probably comes from it playing in the car when I was learning to drive. Okay. Maybe. All right. Um, And that is, you know, again, nostalgia, I think, like comes into play with my music choices on road trips and also trying to like i think that it would be different if i was and when i'm driving or traveling alone Mm. compared to or like i'm the only one listening to the music compared to when we're in the car together because i know that there's some things i can get away with and other things you can get away with everything what the fuck are we listening to right now oh you can play whatever you want dude i think like our four of listening to all the jewel albums you would be not thrilled that's true but i would also listen to hours <clears throat> one through two 
<laughs> hey, if I would be fine playing Amon Amarth, Scandinavian Viking metal, mm-hmm. you can play some Jewel. Okay. I actually don't have a fifth one, so this is my last one. Okay. Moody Blues, In Search of the Last Chord. And I'm only saying this because the, there's one, two people, one who is definitely listening to this, my sister. Uh-huh. This was played, I want to say, 1996 and 97 in the Ford Aerostar. Like, I have memories of listening to this being driven around to state tournament baseball. Yeah. But I was a sophomore on the varsity team. So it was like 95, but Mm -hmm. also like traveling to Maine, which was around the same time. So that whole album, that's like, I don't know if you caught it. I was definitely listening to it when you got home today. Yeah. I was like, oh, travel songs, moody blues, in search of the last chord. You were very pumped when when I got home today. The whole album fucking rocks. (laughs) It holds up. It's so good. Well, I gave away my uh, number four, which would be Anything and Everything by Jewel. Um, particularly if I'm in the car by myself, mm. because then I'll just sing the entire time. Oh, okay. I see that. You know, incessant nice. singing. And then number five mm. goes back into the into the nostalgia category mm. and would go immediately to Indigo Girls. because oh, nice. It's good. You know, any yeah. time driving with my mother, mm. you know in i'm just thinking like fifth grade uh right sixth grade like living kind of like 40 minutes away from my grandmother we would listen to the indigo girls and then also um (laughs) and then for a little bit we lived like three and a half hours away and so driving back on the weekends to see my grandmother and Mm. it was like indigo girls and sometimes i could get her to listen to like crisscross but i don't (laughs) listen to crisscross trips now okay so you know the next time we get in the car and have to drive more than half an hour uh-huh. we're listening to Chris Cross. okay all right it's and i guess if i had valid. to pick one more album if i had to reflect if i had to think of being in the ford aerostar and driving and the album that comes to mind is blood sugar sex magic by red hot chili peppers okay yeah yeah because i just have memories of being in that vehicle Mm, I'll also listen to Aerosmith all the time on car rides. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Hot top five. It wasn't even scary. It wasn't scary. All right. All right, friends. Friends? Wow. Just reflecting on how lucky I am to have a travel partner Mm -hmm. that's like, I'm willing to deal with your bullshit and your anger and your white hot rage. And I have a travel partner who's willing to feed me, remember all the things I'm going to forget to pack because I do that 45 minutes before we leave. And provide me with ample reading materials and laughter the entire way. Oh, thanks, honey. Thanks, honey. I love you. I love you, too. (laughs) Mutual victory. Thanks, everyone. Correction. That is the Moody Blues album In Search of the Lost Chord. So before anyone can text me to tell me that I screwed up. In Search of the Lost Chord. Moody Blues.